Today on Goodbye Heartbreak, Hello Healing. Whenever you start to start working on your level of confidence, it's like your palate change. So experiences, places, people, you outgrow all of those things. Hey sis, welcome to Goodbye Heartbreak, Hello Healing. Are you hurt and confused after a recent breakup? Are you having thoughts like, I can't believe I'm here again. Why wasn't I enough for him? Or I'm never going to get married. Do you find yourself Googling how to get past the breakup or how to heal my broken heart? Do you start your morning feeling like you can finally breathe again only to fall apart when you see a picture of your ex on social media? Hey sis, I'm Candace. I too was a single Christian woman who was heartbroken but still desired marriage. I too had numerous failed relationships and wished the right man would come along. I wanted closure from past relationships, healing for my heart, and I wanted to feel joy in my life again. But the truth is, I had no idea where to start or how to make any of this happen until I found the secret, partnering with God to heal from heartbreak. In this podcast, you will find tips for moving on after breakups, growing your relationship with God, and preparing for future relationships so that you will heal your heart and be ready to move forward into the life you desire. So turn off those heartbreak songs and turn me up in those earbuds. It's time to heal, sis. Hey, sis, and welcome back to our women's empowerment series about making history after heartbreak. I'm so excited about today's topic and today's guest. So let's dive right in so we can get into it. Before we do, let's do our housekeeping. Sis, if you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please make sure you hit the subscribe button wherever you are listening so that you don't miss anything. Every time an episode's air, you shall be notified. So hit that subscribe button. Also, if you have not left your five-star written review on Apple Podcasts, please go and leave your review. It shows support for the show and it allows other women just like you to find the show just a little bit easier. So go ahead and do your girl a favor. Also, a part of housekeeping, sis, I want to remind you, if you are joining the Facebook group, when you join, there are some membership questions and you have some group rules. I do need you to answer the membership questions and I need you to agree to the group rules in order to be accepted into the group. So go ahead and do those things whenever you request to become a member. I have been getting a lot of requests lately and many of you guys have not been answering the questions and not agreeing to the group rules. So those two things do need to happen before we let you in. And uh, so I just want to say that so that if you have a, like requested to become a member of the Facebook group recently and you are like, oh, I don't know what happened. I didn't get in, whatever. That's the reason why. So go back, request again so that you can have your opportunity to answer the questions and agree to the rules so that you can be a part of this community. So it's a community of other women just like you going through their healing journeys. Like-minded women, you get more encouragement. You get to know what's going on and what's happening with the podcast and when there's special things going on. And like I said, you get extra encouragement throughout your week. So go ahead and you have the opportunity to engage. So please go ahead, join the group, join our community and just do those two things when you do. And like I said, if you did send a request and did not hear anything back or you saw that maybe it was declined, that's why come on back. We still want you to come and join the community, okay? So um, yeah, I'm still celebrating because yesterday was my birthday. I turned 38 years old, so excited. Like I said yesterday, I am not one of those people who dread getting older. I am super excited that the Lord allowed me to see another year and I feel very blessed and I've learned so much over my years. And so I hope you enjoyed yesterday's episode that I shared with you. And I also want to remind you that the birthday, the B-Day mega sale is still going on right now. So the $38 sale is happening as we speak. Do not forget if you have been trying to get a copy of the book or if you want to book a coaching session, sis, now is the time because they are both $38 each. Okay, so go ahead, book your session. No promo code is needed for the $38 session, but you do need a promo code to order the book. Go to candaceabaddies.com forward slash shop. 
The promo code is BDAY38. That's B-D-A-Y-38. Okay. Use that. Get your copy for just $38, sis. You do not want to miss out on this sale. We don't know when we're going to have them again, but I want you to make sure that you are getting what you need for your healing journey. All right. Let's take charge of our journeys and do what we need to do so that we can move forward. All right. I'm here for you and I'm here with you, sis. Also, I announced that I had something to give away to you guys. I am still giving away the free prayer. There is a link in the show notes. Go click the link, put your name and email address in, and I will deliver a prayer to help you move on after heartbreak straight to your inbox. Like I said yesterday, this is a prayer that has been prayed, listened to, shared over 26,000 times, okay? I've gotten so much great feedback on it. You know, so many people have said, you know, this prayer is so helpful. It's uplifting. It's encouraging. And I know, sis, look, when you're going on this journey, sometimes you want to pray, but you like, I don't even know what to say, God. Like, this is just a, a hard time. I'm hurting. I'm crying. And so you can just play this prayer actually in the background and it could help uplift you during that moment or it could just help spring you into your own prayer. Whatever you need says, I want to give you as much help as I possibly can. And again, it is free. You just put your name and email address in and I will deliver it straight to you. All right. So that is my gift to you. All right. Thank y'all for hanging out with me. So today's guest, y'all, we are talking confidence today. We're talking a lot about healing and confidence. And this episode is going to be so good, y'all. Like we could have kept talking for so long, but we had to wrap it up at some point. But man, this was such a great conversation with my girl, Dominique. Let me tell you a little bit about her. Dominique Cotton empowers women in leadership to unlock the power that reveal their true identity and exude their natural confidence, all while securing a bag. As a confidence makeover coach, Dominique targets imposter syndrome by assigning women in leadership a power color. Dominique is also a therapist and has been in the social services field since 2010. It is Dominique's goal to help women restructure the total individual which includes the spiritual, mental, emotional, and physical aspects of them that blocks them from walking in their purpose. So y'all, I do not want to delay this conversation. It is so good, and I know you're going to agree with me on it. So let's get it. Hey, Dominique girl. Thank you for joining us on today on the podcast. I'm so excited that you get to talk to my sisters who, you know, have been dealing with heartbreak, most of them. And I love the topic that you specialize in, which is confidence. So before we jump in, before I get ahead of myself, tell everybody who you are and what you do. Yes, ma'am. Well, hello. It is a pleasure to be a part of your podcast. I am one of those sisters that listen. So it's a pleasure to be interviewed tonight. Yes. <laughs> so my name is Dominique Horton. And by trade, I am a therapist. And so my business is Confidence Academy, where I am a confidence development coach. Now, where did that come from, Dominique? Well, I noticed a pattern as a therapist whenever I would assign certain homework assignments to certain individuals. It's not that they didn't want to do it. It was one of two things. It was either they lacked the confidence to actually go through with the encouragement and the motivation to complete assignments, or they suffer with a, a lot of imposter syndrome. So it prevented them from believing in themselves enough to complete the assignment. So I said, you know what? Because of ethics, I won't be able to say what I want to say. I won't be able to do what I want to do, but I can create a business from it so that I can help women and teenage girls build their confidence, understand what imposter syndrome is, and just get into the active healing process so that they can actually walk effectively in whatever purpose that they have. Oh, girl, I love that. Like, that is such an important thing. I think that's such an important calling because you are so right. Like, so many women are lacking confidence no matter what season of life that they're in and it prohibits you from really like moving forward in the things that God has for you you know and like how are you going to really walk out your purpose if you are not confident in who God called you to be so I love it so much now 
being that you know you you've done this right you've created this whole confidence academy and i'm just so excited and y'all i've been knowing dominique for a long time y'all we used to go to church together as kids and it was just such a crazy thing when i got to lafayette i'm like you are here church again in the same church again so it was just amazing y'all but you know even though i knew like i knew of you growing up you know i don't i didn't know you know you right so like was there something or a time in your life where you actually struggled with confidence i did i did and and it's so funny because a lot of people ask me this question at what age did i recognize that something was wrong, even if I didn't understand that I lacked confidence. And for me, it was the age of 27. And so now that I'm 37, I've had 10 years to do a whole lot of work on myself. (laughs) And so what I noticed was, you know, I was raised by my great auntie. Side note, my great auntie and your grandmother were best friends. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right, then. So I used to be around Miss Odessa a lot. All right, girl, listen. (laughs) So I was raised by my great aunt. And, you know, my mom, she would come around when she felt like it because she wanted to pursue her career. And my dad is from another country. My dad is from Nigeria. And so I didn't have a relationship with him. I didn't even meet him until I was 23 years old. So what I noticed was throughout life, I wanted to, throughout childhood, I just kept trying to get my mom's attention. So I tried not to get in trouble. I tried to do my best in school. And when that wasn't working, I would do stupid stuff to get written up. I've been, you know, suspended a few times in middle school. And so this pattern continued in adulthood. And so once again, I meet my dad at the age of 23. And so it wasn't one person I was trying to impress. It was two people I was trying to impress. And so by the time I got to the age of 27, you know, I had been out of undergrad. I had been in my career in the social services field. I was just like, okay, something wrong with me. (laughs) And I'm putting too much emphasis in trying to please my parents and get their attention is not working. Maybe I should put this effort into focusing on myself. And so what I did was I just flipped things around. I stopped focusing on impressing my parents and I focused more on impressing myself. And that was so hard for me to impress myself, to do things that I actually enjoy, to cater to who I was as an individual. And so I noticed that when I started to finally get comfortable and confident in who I was, it came off to everybody else that I was cocky or arrogant or stuck up. But nobody was used to me standing up for myself. Nobody was used to me truly being confident. Nobody was truly used to me being bold. So I got a lot of backlash for it. So what it would cause me to do was shrink. Mm. And so even that started to be like, you can't be timid around people. If you're going to be bold, if you're going to be confident, then you're going to have to stand in your power. And so for me, that's that's one of the reasons why I feel like I'm effective at what I do because for what eight years, because I've had Confidence Academy for a little over two years now, I was my own client. Mm-hmm. And so I've done so much work to make sure that I'm not basically the imposter version of myself that what you see, what you hear, what you get from me as a coach or as a therapist, it is authentic because I'm always making sure that I'm the most authentic version of myself. Oh, girl, you have said a mouthful. Wow. That, that is, and that's some hard work. Like that is some hard hard work. It's hard. And it were, listen, so many times I didn't think I was going to make it. I'm not even going to lie to you because, you know, it's, I feel like from my own personal experience, the wound itself is harder to heal than the actual incident that caused the wound. Mm-hmm. And so having to self-reflect, having to actually 
look at my character deflexing, having to just face myself in a mirror. It was, there were moments I didn't know how to do it. I, mm -hmm. I just, I didn't know how to do it. I didn't know how to face myself. So, which I turned to journaling. And that was my savior. <laughs> mm -hmm. Girl, so journaling has saved me a plenty of times. And, you know, I try to talk to women about that. Like, you know, the whole, it's, it is so much harder to actually heal and deal with the, the, the wound, as you said, you know, even when it comes to the heartbreak, like it's easier just to mask it. It's easier to go to another relationship rather than actually try to heal that heart. It hurts oh, to heal a wound. Yes. And that's another layer because you're trying to be authentic for yourself. And then what you realize is that that imposter version of you is who was actually in the relationship with that mm -hmm. person. So, you know, you have to work on you individually, but you also have to work to make sure that you moving forward, you don't date the imposter, the male imposter version of who you were. So Ooh, yes. that's hard. That's hard. <laughs> like that's some tough things to navigate. And let me ask you something. So you said earlier that, you know, uh, you got a lot of backlash whenever you started operating like in your authentic self. So who was the backlash really coming from? Was it more people who knew you before or was it new people? Both. Both. Mm. Um, once again, people weren't used to me, people that I knew, grew up with, family members, they weren't used to me being bold and standing up for myself and being assertive in my speech and being confident. And then new people that didn't know me because of the, I call it the thermostat anointing. When I enter into the room, I know that the authority that I have, it shifts the temperature in the room. Mm -hmm. And so when, when I would be around new people, they will feel that presence and, and it comes off as arrogant or cocky, but that's not what it is. It's just when you stand in your power, it you become a thermostat and you shift rooms, you shift atmospheres. And so people don't be ready for authenticity. <laughs> they're not ready. <laughs> they're not ready. And that, and because they're not ready, that's what causes, that's part of what causes the journey to be so difficult because it, like you said, you want to just shrink back to yeah. please the people who you're around. Yes. You want to people please. And then you become, you want to isolate yourself because Sometimes you feel like you don't want to come off offensive, but then you understand that you're not offensive, that you're just being yourself. So it's a lot of going back and forth. Like a confidence walk is not an easy walk. It's hard. It's hard. And it takes time. It, it took years. <laughs> it takes years. <laughs> it takes years. Seriously. So let me ask you this. Have you ever had a relationship or a breakup that affected your confidence? It wasn't oh, Girl. <laughs> so my most notable relationship that shifted everything for me honestly was the guy that I dated throughout college and so I dealt with him from 2008 up until 2016 and it was extremely toxic <laughs> Mm. It was exactly. Um, he was a nice guy. I was a nice girl, but it just it it wasn't it wasn't healthy. We weren't healthy for each other. And so, you know, going back into once I started to heal, I still felt comfortable with wanting to deal with other toxic people to kind of sort of console that wound. And kind of sort of use those people as kind of sort of a launching pad until I can figure out who I was. And that's where I messed up at. Because mm. what I mentioned it, like, it's not okay to just keep moving on to people. And so I was spaced them out. But I'm just like, I don't think I'm ready for somebody that's completely confident or somebody that's completely healed. Since I'm immune to toxicity, mm. let me date people that I know are going to be temporary until I get there. Ooh. And that, that's where I messed up. But 
me continuing to date toxic people stem from that one situation that lasted for those eight years. And listen, it was hard. <laughs> it was hard to let him go. And it was hard to let that version of myself go too. Yeah, but as you know, if you're going to let that version of yourself go, unfortunately it's like it's hard to keep that person because that person is used to that version of you like even if you try to hang on to that person they won't want to stay because you've changed your palate your palate changes it's and it's kind of sort of like you know food you know so as as you age you pretty much want to stick to water. You want to eat more fruit. You want to eat more vegetables. It's the same thing. Whenever you start to start working on your level of confidence, it's like your palate change. So experiences, places, people, you outgrow all of those things and you want a new experience. Just like your, your older body wants to nourish itself differently, mm -hmm. like I, your heart, your spirit, they want to experience healthier things that's compatible with that upgraded palate that they have. Ooh, girl, you said that beautifully. That, yeah. that is so that you, you hit the nail on the head with that one. And so it's like, I want people to know that like, it really is okay. And I think as women, like we tend to, I hate to have these stereotypes, right? But we tend to mature at a faster rate than men do, you know, so it takes them a little while to catch up. And it's like, you shouldn't have to shrink who you are in order to hold on to somebody who, you know, they're not where you are yet. And that's okay. That is yep. okay. Yep. And we don't think it's okay, which is why as women, we shrink and people please so much because mm -hmm. we want to take people on this beautiful journey with us. But let's be honest. Not everybody is willing to do the work. Mm -hmm. So it's like to make people comfortable in our presence, even in the midst of us trying to evolve, we still shrink. And that sets, uh, it set us back. Yes, it does. And, you know, we have to be comfortable as we grow and we heal and evolve. We, you know, we have to be comfortable knowing that our circle is going to shrink, is going to get smaller and smaller. And it is meant to. Yes. Yes. Somebody, I don't remember where I saw this at, but somebody said the higher you get, um, the less people or the less passengers you have. And so they gave the analogy of a bus and a Bugatti. So a bus seats a lot of people, but a Bugatti is only a two seater. Mm -hmm. And so of course they meant it as, as it relates to like entrepreneurship our wealth, but I saw it as like a healing or a confidence journey. Mm -hmm. Again, once your palate is upgraded, it wants to be around different people. And so you notice that you really don't have much of a circus. It's almost like a dot, a period. <laughs> Girl, you are not lying about that. You are not lying. I am experiencing it myself. And, and, you know, I'm just like, God, help me be at peace with it you know I pray yeah. about it be like help me to be at peace with it yes it's because it's hard because especially if you're a sociable person you know it's it's a struggle to almost be a loner but you're not a loner your palate has been upgraded and you're only at that point going to attract other healed people or healing people but once again we already admitted that not everybody is willing to go through the process to change so unfortunately we have to leave them behind and, and when you get there and you're looking around it's like you don't have as many people to choose from so oh, it's a solid hallway you can hear your echo <laughs> No, but, you, you know, I just always say that you just have to trust that God will bring the right people into your life, regardless of it's a, a friend, a business partner, a significant other, like whatever you're meant to have, like you just have to trust that God will bring those people into your life. Hey, sis. So yesterday was my birthday and nothing would make me happier on my special day than being able to help you on your heart healing journey. Just like I helped Daedra, who said, 
Candace was so helpful coaching me on my healing journey. It was so easy to open up and talk to her about my journey because she could relate to what I am going through. What stood out to me most is her willingness to follow up even after our session for check-ins slash accountability. Speaking to another woman with a Christian perspective who has overcome heartbreak has helped restore my hope that I can get through this as well. Sis, you don't have to lay awake at night wondering how you're going to make this gut-wrenching pain end and move on with your life. It's simple. Do like Daedra and take matters into your own hands by booking a heartbreak coaching session with me, where we will come up with a personalized plan with strategies that will actually help you see real progress on your healing journey. And there's no better time to book your session because we are celebrating my birthday with a $38 sale. That's right. You can get a whole 60-minute heartbreak coaching session with me for only $38. Ask yourself this question. Is moving on after this breakup worth $38? This is an easy decision, sis, but you have to act quickly because this offer ends Wednesday, March 22nd. Quick, head over to my website, candaceabaddies.com forward slash services and book your 60-minute coaching session. No promo code is needed to take advantage of this incredibly low price. Remember this from 2 Corinthians 4 and 17. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. Let's get back to the show, sis. I I agree. He is going to, they're actually waiting for you. They're waiting for you, but they cannot locate the imposter version of you. They are searching for the authentic version of you. And once you get there, the active healing process, or you've healed from a few things, they're going to be drawn to you because they're going to know your spirit. Ooh, yes. That's, that's girl. You said it. So tell me this, how did you get to the place of not only like building your confidence, but helping other women to also build their confidence. Okay, so I mentioned journaling. And so with healing, it also helped me to evolve spiritually in understanding that I had gifts that God had given me that had been lying dormant all of my life. And so what I realized was I had the blueprint to help other women in those journals. I had about 10 of them because mm-hmm. my lasted a few years. And so um, 2018, like he stripped me of religion to where I had to get to know him from scratch. Mm-hmm. 2019, I, because of the field that I'm in, I was stripped of everything I thought I knew about like feelings, emotions, the mind itself. And I had to relearn that type of stuff. And then 2020, I was affected by the pandemic where I lost everything. So it's just like, and then 2021, it's kind of started the year that he showed me who people were Mm. around me. (laughs) He showed me people. Oh, that was a tough year. I bet that's a... Yes. And 2022 was kind of sort of like after the natural disaster, like it's time to... And so what I noticed from all of those years, I documented everything. And so I had a blueprint and I used that blueprint to create ebooks, merchandise. I have a, a, um, a 12 week course. I give quarterly events and all of that stems from what I have experienced from 2018 all the way to 2022. And so it's been interesting. It has been interesting. The response has been interesting. Hmm. And so, you know, you never realize that there are women out there that's waiting, but the, the humbling part comes from knowing that you are the person that's assigned to these women. So as long as you're not operating in the most authentic version of yourself, they can't find you. You know, I don't know what a scripture is. You know, his sheep know his voice. Mm-hmm. Until we start to roar, until we start to speak, until we start to operate in our purpose, the people that we're supposed to help and assist and get them in alignment with their purpose, they can't do that until we're in alignment. And so I just found it very enlightening that when I started to open my mouth and do things and create things that I got 
a good response from women who are ready to do the work. And so that's exciting. That is so exciting. And that's so great to hear. And you're absolutely right that God, you know, not that he's rushing us, right? But he's waiting on us to get in position. He's waiting for us to just go through our journey, go through the healing process, because he has something on the other side of that. And all of us, whether it's a big stage or whether it's just a small group of women or whatever, children, whatever, whoever you're called to, like there's somebody that we're meant to affect in this world. And so that's why it's so important, like to do the healing work is so important. Whatever the wound is, the healing needs to take place. It has to, because life is a heartbreaker. (laughs) It really is. But we've got to take our wounds and we have to use them for the greater good. As a matter of fact, our wounds are the things, that's the bridge we have to cross first. And once those wounds turn into scars, the scar means that you've already healed. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. you, you waited for the rest of the women that's assigned to you to cross the bridge because you have the tools, you have the strategies, you have everything that they need to be able to get to that side of the bridge where you are. Yeah. And it is so interesting because like, I remember walking into this, this place that I am helping women with heartbreak. And I was like, God, like, who, who is looking for this? Like, I didn't understand. I was like, you can't just be calling me to women with heartbreak. Like there's not that many people out there. Boy, was I wrong. (laughs) I was so surprised. And I think, you know, for every woman who is listening to this, you will be surprised too about the thing that people are actually waiting for you to step into. Yeah. I I love it. I agree. And you know, when, when he first told me that he was calling me to build confidence in the kingdom, I said, huh? <laughs> what does so, that mean? <laughs> yeah. and, and so his, his response to me was, your ministry is a response to a question you've been asking me since you were a child. And I'm like, what question I've been asking you? And so he reminded me that I used to always ask him, Okay, God, so if it's better to be in you, if it's better to be in Christ, why does it appear that those of us that seek you, we go through so many hardships, but it's like the people in the world that's not following you. It's like they live like lives where they're untouched. They don't Mm -hmm. have warfare. They don't experience these types of things. And so the response to that was people of the world have confidence. Nobody in my kingdom has confidence. Ooh, so I'm giving you the purpose of building confidence in the kingdom. And I was like, whoa, Ooh, that's a tall order. <laughs> yes. I was like, whoa. And so, you know, even telling me that I'm called specifically to leaders because, you know, once again, I know that's a scripture. What's what's on the head flows to the rest of the body. So heal and build confidence in leaders so that whoever is assigned to them, like that, that oil, that healing, mm-hmm. it'll, it'll flow down to them. And I, it's, it's such a heavy mantle and I fight with it back and forth, Candace. I'm not even going to lie to you, but, but I understand mm-hmm. I, I, why it's necessary. I get it. And listen, going the back and forth is so natural. I think when you said that, I immediately thought about Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. Ugh. Like he knew he had to go to the cross, but that's a heavy, that's a heavy order. You know, that's that's heavy. And so he like, God, Father, if there's any other way, like, please, please let this please. come pass. It's, it's heavy. Once again, not everybody is willing to do the work, the work. It's hard, it's challenging, it's frustrating, it wears you out, it wears you thin. So once again, my process was so many years, I can just imagine what other people that's coming behind me who I have to assist, I I can, I know from my own personal experience what they're going to feel like as they're, you know, removing the imposter version of themselves and identifying the authentic version of themselves so they can be confident is 
it's not an easy process <laughs> at all. <laughs> I'm going to just keep saying that. It's, it's not an easy process because it doesn't ever end. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm, I'm learning that healing in general or building confidence in general is it's a mountaintop valley experience so you find one area that you're unhealed in you find one area that you don't have confidence in and you start off in the valley so you climb up the mountain and you're getting rid of all of the nasty things that's associated with that one thing you've identified you get to the mountaintop and you've defeated that part that imposter version of yourself and you think it's over. And then like Holy Spirit just kicked you right back into the Ooh. valley. You discover something else. And it's <laughs> a continuous process. It's never ending. So who but I that? think I think it's well for me personally, like as I came to realize that particular thing, you're absolutely right. Like it is a process, an ongoing process. But when you know that and you become okay with that. Mm-hmm then it makes it easier. And I think that, you know, the reason why coaches and stuff like that are so important because your coaches and your therapists and all of these like mental health professionals, because they're going to give you the blueprint and they're going to give you the tools and they're going to show you how to walk through this because unfortunately, this is probably not going to be your last time. Right. And so it's like, but if you have the tools to walk through it, you have the blueprint to walk through it. And not to mention, if you make, when you make it through, you're like, I can do this. It builds a confidence when you make it to the other side and be like, I can do this. And so like, I would say like, like I told somebody um, who I was, you know, ministering to, and I was like, you know, I love my husband. I love our family. I said, but if something happened and we so happen to separate from each other, I said, yes, I will be sad. Yes, I will cry, but yes, I will heal and Mm -hmm. I will move forward. And I said, I know I can because I've done it already. And God has already showed me that he would be with me through this. So I was like, yeah, it'll hurt and it won't be easy, but I can do it. And I think as women go through that and get the blueprint, get the tools, they can experience the same thing. Absolutely. That was so good. Oh, you summed that up so well, because that's the biggest misconception that they're not going to be able to make it through. Mm-hmm. But once you get a taste of victory, you would be like, OK, so I've conquered this. I feel like I can do it again. And so that does build confidence. That was really good. And you're, let me tell you, victory tastes good. <laughs> <laughs> Very sweet taste. And I like sweet stuff. Oh, yes, girl. <laughs> So listen, how can, um, I guess, how can building women's confidence, like help them change their lives? And I'm pretty sure you've touched on this a little bit, but do you have anything to add to that? It is a complete life changer. Once again, not only when you arrive to the most authentic version of yourself, do you attract people, but you attract the things in the experience that have always been meant for you and so you know I just I just get excited just thinking about people when they're healing and when they're building their confidence because they always get a surprise when they get to the other side and they just be like I didn't know that this was possible Mm -hmm. until this happened and I got this surprise It's, it's just like God just have so many things waiting on you on the other side but once again, you can't get it until you are the most authentic version of yourself. And so it's the surprise factor. It's, mm-hmm. it's the things that immediately flow into your life once you're there, um, specifically for women. You know, um, we, we live in a hustle culture mm-hmm. and I do not believe in that hustle culture for, because for women, we're supposed to just be when right. we are operating in who God designed us to be. We're not supposed to do unless he gives us an order to do. We're just supposed to be in the natural divine order is, is as we be everything that's meant for us, it flows to us. And so the unhealed version of us do, but the healed version of us be. And so it's, it's beautiful surprises in just being as a woman. 
Oh, girl, I love what you said about that, the doing and the being that that was summed up great. And you write about that because everybody has been subscribing to this hustle culture. Girl, I was like, at first I thought I was all for it. And I said, this is not for me. (laughs) The hustle is not for me, God. And in this season, like the two words God has given me for this year is to persist but to rest also in him. And so it's like, God, it's going to be what it's going to be. Like, I'm going to do what you called me to do. And that's it. And everything else you can take care of the growth. Like we worry about like, oh my God, like, is it going to grow? Am I going to make money? Is is this going to happen? That going to happen. And if God's like, I will take care of that. Just show up. You know, you don't have to hustle. You don't have to grind it out, but just show up when I tell you to. I was like, oh, I could do that. And the crazy part is, Lord have mercy. Because that's an instruction I got from it too. To rest. Mm-hmm. Girl, I fought that for so long. <laughs> you don't know how. We, mm. we, we, we just know how to do. And so I noticed that, you know, when I'm not following the advice of like social media influencers, or you got to post at this time. You got to do this. You have to do that. You have to do this in your business. You have to do that to generate this. That's not what I get from God. Just rest in me. Stay in my presence. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be quiet. But when I want you to do something, I'm going to tell you. And when I tell you, I want you to move. You know, Matthew 6 and 33. I want you to see first my kingdom and I'm going to add everything to you. And that's really what this season of rest is. That that one scripture is just like, I want you to stay in my presence. I want you to continue to grow in me. I want you to increase your intimacy in me. And as you are growing in me, I'm going to continue to give you instructions. And as I give you instructions, carry it out. Now, while you're not focused on your business, while you're not focused on your marriage, while you're not focused on your career, while you're not focused on your kids, you're going to notice that as you continue to build this level of intimacy with me, as you continue to be obedient and what I'm telling you to do, you're just going to look around you and notice that not only your needs, but your wants are being met. Whew. And you look up, you just be like, well, when did this happen? Right. Well, that's because you were, you were actually operating out of Matthew 6 and 33. Mm. You were focused on me. You were focused on my kingdom. You were doing what I told you to do. And I know what your bills are due. I know when you need a client. I know who assisted at that moment. I know who needs to hear Candace's podcast at that time. I know who needs their confidence built at a certain time. He just adds it to us. Mm-hmm. Now, it may not be in the, the quantity that we're expecting, but the needs are met and we mm-hmm. still get wants met as well. Yeah. Amen to that. Girl, you put a whole different uh, spin on Matthew 633 for me that, you know, that resting, I was like, I never thought about it in the, in the uh, context of actually resting in God, but you are so right about that. As we just rest in him and seek him, he will add everything. Oh, girl, that was good. Don't hustle. Don't hustle. Just stay in my presence. Just do what I'm telling you to do. Big keyword, obedience. Mm -hmm. And I'm I got you, that family. I got you. You you focus on this, but I'll bless your husband. I'll bless your husband with a raise to where what you were looking at making your business, it'll probably be two times with what what with the raise that your husband get. Like just just trust me as God. I I got you. I got your family because you're being obedient and because you're in my presence, and I love to commune with you. So mm-hmm. it it was hard for me to learn that, but just understanding that. He has us covered and that truly all things will be added if we seek first his kingdom. And so that's one of my favorite scriptures right now, because I'm just like, you really are something else, God. (laughs) Is he ever? Is he ever? I'd be like, God, I don't even, you know, I find myself often these days like David saying, God, who am I that you are mindful of me? I ask him that so many times. He had a lot. I'm just like you could have asked anybody mm-hmm. but you like you you chose me you you're doing these types of things for me God I don't this I don't deserve this Lord I don't deserve this you don't have to you don't have to do what you're doing you just 
require my obedience. Like I'm not looking for your hand. Thank you for your hand. Thank but you. I'm looking for it. I truly just want a genuine relationship with the person. Well, not person. With the one that created me. Mm-hmm. It it comes with so many surprises. But once again, it wasn't happening when I was the imposter version of me. It mm-hmm. only started to happen this way once I was actively healing and building my own confidence. It's there he is. He is blowing my mind on this side of everything. Yes. Same, same girl. So if you could give, we're going to try to wrap this up because this conversation is so good. I like, I can talk to you all night, (laughs) but we're going to try to wrap this up. So if you could give just a couple of tips to these ladies, like how can they get started and, you know, letting go of those, the imposter version of themselves and really start building their confidence? Well, I'll tell you what. If you have listened to this interview or this discussion between me and Candace and anything that we've said has triggered you, then that means you need to pay attention to that area of who you are. And so once again, go back to journaling, write down what part of the interview triggered you and exactly what emotions you felt in that moment and just take yourself on a self-discovery journey to find out what the trigger was, what's the root of that trigger, you know, try to identify where it came from. And once you get that information, which is going to be the hardest process, peeling back the, those layers to, mm-hmm. to, to find out, because, you know, we suppress things and try to act like they never happened. So mm-hmm. that is the hardest part, trying to identify your triggers, trying to identify the root of, of, of those triggers. And so once you identify that, you can put some tools into place. Once again, journaling. You can do breathing techniques. You can sit out in nature. And as you're doing that, because I mean, once Pandora's box has been open, you're going to start to get flooded with a lot of answers, mm-hmm. a lot of solutions. When you're putting the tools and strategies into place, it's going to lead you into the active healing process. And so that would be my biggest advice. Like I said, the hardest part is identifying the triggers Mm -hmm. and identifying the root of why you were triggered at any point in this conversation. And then just identifying some tools and some strategies. And I gave some examples, like once again, journaling or taking a shower or going outside, but you will be guided in that journey so that you can understand the healing process. And once you've done it for at least 30 days because it takes like 21 days to form a habit Mm -hmm. you know so once you've gone over 30 days you're going to start to notice some changes within yourself and so when you notice changes you can reflect back on the tools and strategies and see if if they need to be more advanced or if you can keep the ones that you have but that's that's usually the starting point because you don't want to give too much because just digging that deep in itself can expose a lot Mm-hmm. Well, ladies, y'all heard it here. <laughs> We're getting y'all started. And uh, Dominique is giving y'all so some really great, great tips to really like get y'all going on this journey because it is a journey. And I know so many of you are dealing with heartbreak at the same time, you know, and so and, you know, unfortunately, I know what it's like to have your confidence destroyed by a person from a relationship, whether they Ooh. actually, you know, purposely destroyed your confidence because that happens too. Uh, you know, just the fact that the relationship didn't work out or something like that. So let me tell you, this is such a great, like, this is such a great conversation and I think it's going to bless so many women. I cannot wait like to hear the feedback from this. (laughs) So Dominique, tell everybody where they can find you and connect with you. Okay. So I am on Facebook and TikTok as The Chic Therapist. I am on Instagram as The Chic underscore therapist. If anybody still is tuned into Clubhouse, I am at Chic Therapist. And I think that's all my social media handles. Yeah, but I mostly post on Instagram and TikTok. <laughs> so okay. you there a lot, but whatever I post on Instagram, it automatically goes to my Facebook page. So either way, you'll be able to get 
a lot of content. Um, a lot of people enjoy um, the five types of imposter syndrome reels that I post. A, a lot of people love those. So I have a lot of material there. Even if even before I started doing reels, if you scroll back to see um, confidence plus colors, because I utilize the psychology of color a lot to help women with, you know, build their confidence. So you'll find a whole lot of stuff, even as it relates to personal development, because I utilize that as well to combat imposter syndrome. So it's a lot of really good content on my social media pages. So it would be good if you guys go check it out. <laughs> and I will vouch for that because I definitely was reading the, on um, when you were posting the series on Instagram with the imposter syndrome, the different types of imposter syndrome. I was yes. all up in there. Yes. So I'm telling you, it's good. And sometimes, you know, because once again, I identified at the age of 27 that something was wrong. I didn't know that it was imposter syndrome. And so, you know, once again, there's five stages of five different types. And so sometimes when I post the expert, because that's one of the stages in that the season I'm in, I'm the expert. I get triggered sometimes by my own reels, but once again, with the, you know, with the advice that I gave the ladies tonight, I, I reflect, I, you know, go over my tools, go over my shirts and just make sure I'm still in alignment. I hear that. I love it. And so y'all, we are in uh, Women's History Month and this is Dominique giving you these tips to let you know how you can make history in your life through confidence. All right. Dominique, yes. thank you so much for doing this with us. You guys, I will have all of her links and uh, social media handles in the show notes so you can go and connect with her. So, all right, ladies, we'll talk to y'all soon. All right. Good night, y'all. Hey, sis, listen, if you've been blessed, changed, or inspired by this podcast in any way, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. This is the number one way that you can thank me and show support for the show. Also, if this podcast blessed you, don't keep it to yourself. Do a quick share and bless someone else. Please know I am so grateful for each and every one of you, and I would love to hear from you. Come connect with me and other like-minded individuals in my Facebook group called Christian Women Overcoming Heartbreak and Finding Purpose. I can't wait to meet you back here really soon. Until then, remember to love the life you have while you're making it better. Love you, sis.